I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of ButcherBox, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis. And at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, You will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the MAGAverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. (laughs) From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis. And at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, You will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the MAGAverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. <laughs> From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. We are here. The Lord, we are here. And we're ready, ready to podcast. Well, just like Jesus promised to return one day with a final trumpet and a blaze of glory, our guest today is returning from the Walk on Water ministry. It's your friend and mine, Chaz Macklin. Welcome to the program. How are you feeling today, Chaz? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks, Hallie. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me back. Really nice to see you, Chaz. And I guess I'm wondering, and I'm sorry to throw you right into the deep end. Is that something you guys say? The, the, we say it all the time. It means different things to us, but uh, absolutely. I get what you mean. What does it mean to you all? Uh, for us, it means uh, the deep end means 
means uh, the place where you have to do more work oh, because okay. there's more water. Got it. Okay, I guess that is what I mean. I oh, think okay. that's also what I mean. Well, then I, I apologize for saying that. It's probably not what you meant. Okay, you know, sometimes we have different sayings in Australia. So, you know, I, I sometimes I'll say something like bird in hand is worth two in the bush or whatever. And people are going, you know, yeah, I know what that means. And I'm going, I don't think you know what I mean. What does that mean to you? Oh, a uh, bird in the hand is worth two in the bush? Right. Uh, oh, that, I guess in Australia, that means that it's better to have a bird that you've crushed in your hand than, than uh, looking at a bush with two birds in it that you can't crush with your hands. Oh, oh, that's what? pretty much the same. Oh, it is. Okay. Except for what? not the crushing part. Oh, okay. I don't think I even know what it means in America. Uh, I think it has something to do with if you have one bird in your hand, I think I'm going to just repeat what Grace oh, said. Yeah. Uh, if you have one bird in your hand, that's better than two birds you don't have in your hand. Now, why do we want the birds in our hands? Yeah. Because in Australia, we want to crush them. I think it's the same. Okay. You guys have uh, more, less sensitivity toward animal cruelty. We don't want to know how the sausage is made oh, I necessarily, see. so we don't talk about it. We'll eat that bird. And do sure. you make bird sausage here? No, I'd never heard of that, no. Oh, well, I've had uh, chicken sausage at oh, Trader Joe's. Oh, I guess Joe's. a chicken is a bird. Wow, yeah. Oh, that is true. I never think of a chicken as a bird. Oh, wow. It's I... one of the worst birds. It really is. Doesn't fly. More of a lizard. Yeah. Wow, but uh, it, it is kind of lizard-like. But wait, I thought we weren't supposed to touch birds. I was taught you're not even supposed to touch a feather on the ground because they have the flu and stuff. Oh, oh. in Australia, you don't touch a feather on the ground because it's bad luck. Really? really? Oh. How about stepping on cracks? That's a fun one because that will help your grandmother live longer. Oh, really? Here it breaks your mother's back. Right. It oh, skips wow. a generation with us. Oh. Right. I guess my question is, when you, I'm throwing you into the deep end here, and I hope that means to make you do a little bit of work. What are you doing in the walk-on-water ministry in the wintertime? Well... It's difficult. Some years we tried letting it freeze over. Right. You but, could literally walk on the water. Okay. Sure, ice skating. But is ice considered part of the water ministry? Well, it's water. Yeah, I guess wow. that is true, isn't it? So uh, we made that argument. A lot of people didn't like that idea. So uh, we started to branch out a little bit of what if we're not just water? What if we're, you know, God gave us uh, four elements. Why are we focusing on just this one? Oh, I see. So what if in the winter we take time to be the fire ministry? Oh. Walk on fire ministry. Oh, wow. And is that what you all were doing out by the retention pond when I saw the coal beds and everything? That's correct. Yes. Okay. What what are ele- what are the other elements? Uh there's water. Okay. Fire. Okay. Hydrogen. What? And I think plastic is the fourth one. Okay. Oh, wow. Hydrogen like peroxide? Cuz I do keep that on hand in a house full of kids. Is hydrogen peroxide hydrogen? I think it's the exact same thing. Oh, wow. Just different terms for the same thing. So what y'all are doing, you're doing some fire walking out there during the wintertime. That's right. And does that also go along with the cold plunges that you've been doing? Right, because when you're done with the the fire walking, you jump right into the cold water to put your feet out. That is incredible. And what, what is it really about... The, 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 now, how does Christ factor into this, I guess, is my, my question. Well, I mean, not to be too vague about it, but, uh, I mean, Christ factors into everything, right? Oh, well, that's and that's not point. for me to always know. That's true. I love that. So anything I do, because I'm Christ-centered, oh. anything I do is Christ-centered. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, that's so awesome. But I feel like, you know, people like the motivational speaker, Tony Robbins and stuff, they make people walk on coals to show, you know, their own inner strength or something that might be pulling people away from staying focused on Christ or thinking that it's it's of their own accord that they're able to accomplish these things. And we know that nothing is possible without Christ. So how do you keep the fire walking and the cold plunging from dipping into kind of like witchcraft? 
Well, um, there's definitely a Satan connection to fire, right? Oh, sure. Loves he fire. loves it's, fire. That's the number one thing I think he's connected to. The uh, fire and pitchforks. Right. Right. He must have those pitchforks for all the hay that started those fires. And now that it's all burned up, he's just got pitchforks and fire. Wow. So Jesus went to hell. Well, yeah, he went down there and fought Satan during the three days while he was lying in the tomb in the same way Gandalf did with the Balrog. Absolutely. And what was he doing while he was there? Walking on fiery coals. I well, that's see. true. Wait, wait, we don't talk about this enough, I don't think. Those three days with Jesus... Went to hell. Why don't we talk about that more? What a movie that would make. Oh, oh. It would be awesome. You could get Jim Caviezel. You could get Mel Gibson. You could get the best. Oh, Jesus versus hell. That's awesome. right. Three days in hell. Whoa, three days, that's like three days at the Condor or something, but it's, it's yeah, I, which I've never seen and I don't really know. It. I just know the title. And maybe you could take his ponytail out and have Steven Seagal be Jesus. Oh, my Three favorite. days at the Condor is worth six days in the bush. Right. Oh, and wow. I'm wondering too, is three days in hell, three days on earth at, at the condor as it were? Oh, right. Because, well, how much of reality did God create in three days? Where did he get at the three day mark? I think he got to the fowls of the air and the beasts of the land at least. Okay. Okay. So is three days in God time, three days in hell time and three days in earth but time. But the Bible says that God is outside time. Right. Huh. But is hell time God time? It probably is. I because think it would have to be, right? Yeah, because it's supernatural. Or is it Satan time? Well, yeah. It, but is Satan in God's time because they're in the same realm? Or did God give Satan dominion over his own time because at least he gave him hell? Good point. I've been thinking about this lately because you can't find it in the Bible. You've been thinking about this lately. I have been. I think about Satan a lot because I'm so scared of him. And I, I've been thinking about what exactly was his big infraction oh, uh, with yeah. God. Because the Bible doesn't really say like what he did, how he went from being a good angel to a complete butthole of an angel. Like what was it? What was the thing he did? What what made him a butthole in God's eyes? I don't know why I sing butthole so much, Hallie. But what I would say is pride. You just, you know, when I think about Satan and, uh, you know, the devil specifically, I'm going, that's just a guy that thought he was better than all the other guys. It's kind of like a guy you meet at the gym sometimes where he's not even lifting as much as everyone, but he's walking around like he's lifting more than everyone and you have to put him in his place. And sometimes that will be a prank. Uh, that will be, you know, some locker room talk. Uh -huh. That will be just, you know, maybe some light vandalism of his car. But uh, in God's case, you got this guy walking around saying, I'm bigger, stronger, better, faster than God. I mean, God had to put him in his place. Isn't that right? Okay. And he was the prettiest angel, right? Is that right? Isn't that right? He That's was the, also a good title for a movie. The prettiest angel? Yeah. Sure. The prettiest angel in the outfield or something. And so maybe that's why he thought that he could rival God's beauty? Or was he, wasn't there something about how he was jealous of God's love for man? Oh, really? So was there mankind at that point? Was this after creation that, that Lucifer fell? It's been a while since I read all this, but my understanding is uh, God made all the angels and they have to do the things that he says. They don't have free will. Right. Ah. But then he made humans uh. and Lucifer's like, what the hell? What the hell is this? Oh. Why are you making new yep. things yep. when you have us already? Right. 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 But maybe well, how would he rebel if he didn't have free will? And, and the other fallen angels, they must have rebelled too. Right. So they do have free will, maybe just, but if they want to.
demons. That's the that's another big part that could be in the movie because I don't think we really talk about were the demons the angels or once the angels got fallen, did they make the the demons? Well, and what about, have you ever read the book of Enoch? No, what's no. that? That's a part of the pseudepigrapha. You know, it's uh, stuff that doesn't go into the Bible, but oh. it's still Bible stories. There was stuff that didn't go into the Bible. I thought all of it went in. Well, not this one, because apparently this one's all about what you're talking about. It's about. What? Uh, uh, I found it at a bus stop. I was reading this book of Enoch, right, and it's all about how the angels came down uh, and. Um, God banished them to earth, and they came down, and they started having sex with um, Lilith, who was uh, Adam's first wife what? before Eve, because she got banished because she was all uppity in oh, the what? garden, and God made her first, and she's like, oh, I don't want to be subservient to uh, Adam or anybody. I'm a, a fully made uh, human, uh, just like Adam is, and I'm equal, and I deserve all the same rights and power, and he's like, okay, f*** you, get out of here, sorry, he swore, but kicked her out. And then he's like, how about we start over again? I'm going to make one from one of your ribs. Instead of making an equal to you, I'm going to make someone who's subservient to you. But Lila got kicked out. She lived in a cave. All the fallen angels came down. They started having sex with her and... Gave birth to a race of monsters. What? Wait. Lilith? Yeah. Now, is this where the lesbian thing came from? Because oh. I know that they every year a bunch of, and I saw this once, Hallie, and it might be what our guest today is talking about. Every year there's this big gathering where all these lesbians gather together in a field. They smoke clove cigarettes. They make what? they make crafts and they listen to the Indigo Girls. And it is really problematic. And I think it got outlawed at some time in the late 90s, early 2000s. But it, you know, it, it basically was a, some kind of fair that all, uh, sort of all the lesbians and witches would go to. Oh, uh, no, yeah. it grieves the heart of God. Yeah, that's also what they named uh, uh, Fraser's wife after. Is that right? Oh, yeah, because oh, she's Frasier mean and evil. Yeah, that's the right. TV show. And she wanted to have, I don't know, her own agency, her own yeah, uh, I, sense of self. I something? also want to be a psychiatrist. No, no. Now, no. have you all seen the new Frasier? It is so much better than the oh, old one. Really? Really? It's fantastic because I didn't like the old one. It wasn't very, I mean, he was just, I, I just didn't get it. But this one, wow, this one is fantastic. Only thing I know about it, he's back in Boston. He's back in Boston and that's all you need to know. Oh, wow. That's and he, it. Yeah, and his brother's not around, ping annoying. Yeah, none of his friends from Boston are there. No, no one's there from Boston. You know, it's basically a clean slate. He's starting over and I'm hoping they take it in a really cool direction. Maybe like he's a hitman or something. Oh, oh. cool. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what. I wonder about this Lilith because uh, she sounds awful and I can see why she didn't get included in the Bible. Um, But, you know, my son Day, he's always pointing things out to me because unfortunately he has a good Bible knowledge and which is something I was proud of. But now as an adolescent teenager, he's using that Bible knowledge against me and always trying to think critically and other annoying things. And he's the one who keeps pointing out that in Genesis that there's two contrary uh, creation stories in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. And no, I went and isn't. looked it up and I read it and it is a little bit confusing because, you know, there are two different accounts. In Genesis 1, Adam and Eve are made simultaneously from the uh, dust of the earth. They're considered simultaneous groundlings. And then in chapter 2, there is a, a, a there is uh, just Adam and then all the animals and God has Adam go on like a, an episode of The Bachelor with all the animals and he doesn't find 
find a suitable one to give his rose to. And so God says, well, then I don't know what to do. And and then uh, women are an afterthought, right? You know, where God is like, oh, well, I'll make a McRib bride for you, right? So what is it? Is it the simultaneous groundlings or is it the McRib bride? And, you know, maybe that groundling, uh, Eve, decided to change her name like lesbians do and said, call me Lilith. I don't know, because it's an L and she was trying to like signal to the other lesbians or something because lesbians starts. I don't know. But uh, I, I could see why it wasn't included in the Bible. And I still don't understand why the canonization process in Greece or Rome or wherever that happened. Uh, King James may be a Shakespearean uh, a village where they canonized the Bible. I'm not sure uh, uh, that that uh, that why did they leave in two conflicting accounts? I'll let um, Chaz take that one. Jeez. Well, I'm stuck on. He was introducing Adam to all the animals as he, if they're going to be his mate. Yeah, he said. He's like, do you want to mate with a rhino? Do you want to mate with a penguin? Do you he, he said, here's all the beasts of the field. Let me know who's a suitable mate. And I guess Adam went through. I don't know if it was like The Bachelor or not, but he didn't. He went back to God and said, there's no suitable mate I found. But God knows. Well, you would think. So it's sort of a test where he's oh, like, right. do you like this? Do you want to mate with this? And he's like, no. And he's like, good. Oh, oh that's so such Adam a, passed a test. Oh, that's that's good. good. I love that right at the beginning, God was giving tests. Well, yeah. Because I own my, my son Day said that too. He said, why is there a death tree in the middle of the garden? Why is that a thing that God put in there? Wouldn't that be a, akin to throwing a, a, a straight razor into the crib of your precious infant you say you love so much? And I said, well, he had to test them. And, and Day said, well, is that something you do to someone you love? Well, that's how you teach. That's how I advocate everyone learn to swim. Oh, that, that I guess so throwing we, them we in the We have a end. thing after they're baptized, we do baptisms, and then sometimes we just chuck them right in and they're like, go for it. Okay. That's, well, well, they say that's if you do that with a baby, they'll just naturally swim. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. So, so maybe it's when you get older, it's just your fear that makes you drown, huh? Yeah. And I bet if someone had thrown a straight razor into my crib when I was a kid, I would have learned how to shave a lot sooner. I had to wait until I was 13, 14 before I learned how to shave. Really? And you that got young. one of those faces where you got a five o'clock shadow by noon. I know. But it's like by the time the, the razor goes from my sideburns to my chin, it already starts to fill back in. Really? Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I don't, you know, facial hair, I, I, I like to keep a very clean face, except when I'm doing, you know, this, what I have now, which is, what is, what is it called? Soul patch, I think a lot of people call it. Um, I like this, but it's a longer soul patch uh, kind of going down into my chin cleft, which I, I've been doing some exercises to kind of build this up. Oh, cool. But, um, How do you shave in that chin cleft? Uh, that, well, that, you know, that is really interesting. I had to get some, I had to special order something from, uh, from Japan. It's a small, it's a circular... It's a spinning circular sort of wand razor that you just go oh, back wow. and forth in between. Wow. I don't know what it's actually used for, but I use it for my chin cleft. Well, it's oh. so funny that that sort of specialized uh, beard tool would come from Japan. Oh, really? Why? Because none of them have beards. There's never been a... I thought, is that not true? I oh, is that right? No, really? Yeah. I thought the Japanese have never had beards. Okay. They don't have beards? That right. is fascinating. Wow. You know, you're right. I can't think of a single Japanese person with a beard, but I also can't think of a single Japanese person that I know. Hmm. I don't well, think Mr. I Miyagi know. had a mustache, but I think that was movie magic. Oh, really? And what movie was that? Three Days at the Condor? I think so. Now, I do want to ask you about the recent um, events around, because when you say you throw someone in the deep end, uh, using that phrase again. You keep saying that. Yeah. Um, you know, I do want to ask about what was the whole thing? I thought this was fascinating. You actually were doing the ice plunge 
and then somehow the current sort of like pulled you away from the hole and and talk about three days uh, you know in hell or whatever how did you get out of that little predicament because they said you were under there for quite some time every time that has happened to me it's been the scariest time of my life yeah uh, and i don't know the first thought that I have as I drift away from that hole is, why did I do this again? Right. And you wouldn't uh, think there'd be a yeah. current in the retention pond, but there is, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we keep it moving to keep it aerating so that nothing can really grow in there. Oh, too right. Much. I guess uh, it's like, so, uh, almost like a riptide. Yeah. And I'm like, well, uh, I can't anything. I'm like, well, the only thing I can do is really get down to the bottom okay. as low as I can. So I'm pushing myself, uh, going against all of what my body wants to do, which is just escape. And if I can get to the bottom, then I can jump up and try to punch myself a new hole, uh, if I can. Uh, and uh, sometimes I can, and sometimes I can't. Of course, there are people all around on the top trying to find where I am, trying to see the shape of me as I go. Um, and are you breathing from the air bubbles or something on the po- oh, uh, wow. on this? Uh, how, do you, how are you getting oxygen? Oh, I'm not. Oh, you're not. Okay. Oh, I'm holding not. your breath. I'm wow. holding my breath. Wow. wow. And so you're jumping off the bottom, you're pushing up and trying to punch through. What but... I actually have to do is not hold my breath. I have to let it out. Oh, really? To empty my lungs or else I can't get to the bottom. The oh, only way I can right. sink is sure. to let all that air out. Right. Trust that as I sink to the bottom, God is going to give me the strength I need to get back up to the top. And does he? Or did he? I'm here. Right. That's all that awesome. I know. Awesome. That's awesome. Now, not from me jumping up from the bottom. Okay. Ever. Yep. That has never worked. I've never punched a hole uh, from underneath the ice. Oh, okay. Uh, I've always woken up in a hospital. Um, and sometimes it's hours later. Sometimes it's been days later. But everyone always says, oh, my goodness, we didn't think you were going to make it. Right. That's a miracle. That's a God thing. Yeah. It is. And trust and obey, right? There's no other way. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that this has happened mm-hmm. to you is a powerful reminder mm-hmm. of that God's grace is sufficient. Yeah. And he's going to save you if he wants to save you. And speaking of tests, every time I am given a barrage of tests and they're like, you may have brain damage from being uh, unconscious and dead for so long. Uh, and every time the test results come back a little bit different uh, every time I do it, but they always let me go and I still get to keep my driver's license. Okay. <laughs> That is awesome. You know what? I I was thinking in the same way that you say, oh, my goodness, how did I get here again? Uh, How did this happen to me again? I feel like that's a good um, teaching tool metaphor for sin. You know, that we we we. Uh, we try to live a, a pure life. We model ourselves off of Jesus. And occasionally, whoopsie-daisy, we find ourselves back in some pattern of sin and we have to repent. And, uh, you know, I think there's a metaphor in there somewhere um, that, you know, sometimes we just, as humans, from the very beginning with Adam and Eve, we just tend to get ourselves in trouble, don't we? Or, you know, under the ice, so to speak. Right. I mean, I think the metaphor is clear that you're jumping through a hole in the ice and getting swept to a dark freezing cold place That's just like you're sin. trying mm-hmm. an idea that you think is going to save you which is pushing off the bottom and punching a hole through the ice that's not going to work because as soon as you said it i thought that's not going to work and then ultimately god saved you even after that's all these awesome. trials and tribulations that's really awesome this podcast is sponsored by talkspace May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. 
You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Chaz, uh, because uh, I, my husband, Lance Labonte, one on one of our anniversaries, we went to Italy and we wanted to get in one of those lovers gondolas, um, you know, to celebrate our anniversary. Ooh, la, la. Yeah. And um, one of the things I saw in Italy, because I learned this a lot with Gray being from Australia, is that they have that a lot of the things are opposite there. The, you know, the, the drains go down the other way. You know, we have Michael Jackson songs. They have the same songs, but they were written by somebody named Buddy Carmichael or some such, right? Oh, Dickie Falaz? Yeah, that's right. Well, anyway, Chaz, just so you know, because you mentioned the pitchforks earlier, well, in America, Satan really is fond of pitchforks, but I was in a, a cathedral in Italy where they had these Michelangelo-type uh, drawings and paintings all over the ceiling of the church, Duomo or whatever, in this big domed building, and instead of pitchforks, there were all these paintings of the devil and um, demons. What they use there is these long, fiery pokers. And 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 they put them up people's behinds. Oh my and, goodness! And that's in the paintings in church, and kids are sitting down in those pews looking at those pictures and stuff. But I just wanted you to know that, um, you know, for some reason it's okay to, uh, you know, have a lot of like, well, I don't know what it's called, um, sodomizing uh, grown-ups in paintings with uh, fiery pokers uh, as Michelangelo art. Um, but uh, just in case for future reference, you, uh, uh, he's fond of a picture. Pitchfork in America, but he likes fiery pokers in the bum uh, in Italy. Well, do you think that means that the Italians that go to hell like being sodomized less than Americans? See, now this is a great question. Or more. Is Italian hell going to be the same as American hell? That, I have never thought of that. Wow. It's just like the time thing. And what if they're all mixed together? And everyone's speaking different languages, that'd be hell to me. A melt. I'd be uh-huh. like, speak English. Right. Like a melting pot <laughs> yeah. of hell. That's kind of, that's the worst version of hell. Well, you mentioned the gondola, yeah. right? Which is, uh, you know, I wanted to put a lover's lane sort yeah. of a thing on our a lazy water river. ride. Yeah. yeah where we, uh, the, the lover's lane would open up. You'd go into a little darkened area. Awesome. And it would have a god lover's lane. Oh, cool. Remember, oh, a gondola. A gondola. A gondola. A gondola. And uh, while you're in the dark there, instead of making out uh, with your partner or whoever's in there, which I guess is, you know, at these carnivals and whatnot, is just sort of a free-for-all in the dark there, uh, that you're doing something to, uh, you know, confess uh, your sins to the Lord or uh, something that that would be more godly in there. But uh, people were still, like, just going to make out. Right. Oh, and you would want to have, like, a wedding ring checker, you know, making sure that everybody went in. You know, maybe you could have them bring their uh, wedding certificates. Certificates or something to make sure it was only. That's interesting. Now, 
Hallie, stuff. when you were on the gondola, wasn't that the anniversary where you were actually not seated next to Lance? Yeah, we flew all the way to Italy, Chaz, for to do the lovers' gondola in Venice, and and here it was our anniversary. We we booked the gondola, but then the gondolier guy, uh, who I just expected to stay quiet unless he's singing uh, romance things to That's us. That's all mio. Yes, yep. and um, but he was distributing the weight around the gondola because of the way the boat floats or some such. And so in the very back, the best seat of the whole gondola was a little love seat shaped like a red heart. And I said, that's perfect for me and my husband, Lance Labonte. And, um, he ended up, the gondolier said that Lance and this other, you know, overweight 65-year-old white guy from Wisconsin was sitting in the heart-shaped love seat with Lance because of the weight distribution. And I was in another part of the boat on our anniversary. Who are you sitting with? Well, I was by that Wisconsin guy's wife up on the side. Oh, a real Lilith fair back there. Yeah, yeah. that seems like a real European way to do things where they're all mixing married couples Ugh. together and they're like, let's get these uh, intermingling in yeah, a, just sort of no a swinger's rules. way. Yeah, maybe that's what they were trying to push on us because these Italians and French too, you never know what they're up to. They have a, all different cultural ideas. I mean, they're much more physical. I noticed that too. Even if you watch the kids and teenagers and Italy, they're much more physical, holding hands and putting their arms around each other and smacking each other. Well, they're and probably stuff. half drunk. Oh, I know. Definitely, because I don't think they have a drinking age there either. Yeah. The only thing I think is a good idea is the cars are so much smaller there. And even though I drive a really big, uh, right now I'm driving a Jeep Raincon, but cool. I, I, I think it's better, especially for teenagers, that the cars are small because you can't climb into a backseat if there's no backseat. Oh, that's awesome. Sure. Absolutely. And I heard that nobody in Italy makes, uh, you know, gets into cars to make out. The other thing I don't think they have in Italy is forest preserves, which I also really appreciated because, you know, that's all teens got to like start to try to get into each other's pants is the backseat of a car or a forest preserve. Um, so, you know, the, the teens in Italy and France, I think they just have to do it right out in public. Maybe that's why I was seeing so much public displays of affection out there. But it really worried me about the, you know, about the future. I, and it is going to be the first question I ask God when I get to heaven is why do babies have have to come from sex it seems like a real bad idea yeah because you know the these people who are having so much sex are having more babies and they're going to have more uh perverts and people like this all over the world whereas the That's good true. upstanding chase people are gonna <laughs> die out because they're not reproducing fast enough Isn't That's that so true, true. If, ki if kids are coming from sex they're gonna be sexual it's a huge conundrum it's a huge problem hallie that's not gonna be my first oh, question so but it's definitely on my list yeah yeah. What is, what's your first question, Greg? I think my first question is going to be, what is is muscle confusion really something that is going to build as mu as much possible uh, mass? Um, way, because really, if you think about the science of muscle confusion, it's a bit confusing. And I think that's my first one. I think my second one would probably be, um, you know, something uh, something along the lines of. Would it be possible to get that the sort of like traps that that a lot of people have um, in other parts of the world without having to uh, protein load quite so much? Like booby traps? Uh, oh no, trapezius muscles, Hallie. Oh, oh, um, you, trapezius and, muscles. Yeah, like it, that you only use if you're a trapeze artist. Right. Oh, and wow. Then maybe my third one might be about now. Now I'm thinking about about the Japanese facial hair, um, and then. 
Yeah, I guess. That's a good one. you got to remember that one. A lot of my faith-based questions have already been answered by the Bible, if you know what I mean. What would Jizz be? Um, let's see. If I had a, uh, we're talking about asking God a question, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. When you walk just through the right when you first get there, like yeah. right when right you first when you arrive. Uh, what were you thinking when you made that platypus? That is so true and funny. Because it is like a Frankenstein animal, isn't it? It's like put yeah. t- it's two the, other animals put together. It's the state bird of Australia. I like really. Yeah. Is that right? It really is. Wow. Because we we're not sure what it is, and it you know back when they first found it, they were like, it's a bird, but it like looks like a duck. Duck bill, right? Duck yeah, bite. I would and be it, like, yeah, because it seems like it was he had a bin of leftover parts, right? And he the male making fly. all the other animals, and he's like, I don't know what to do with these things. I'm gonna slap them together. Yeah, you got a beaver and a duck, beaver and a duck, and the males are really aggressive, and they do fly. Some of them. Wow. Whoa. Holy smokes. I wonder if that's why you're so interested in musculature, Gray, because you come from Australia where they it's the only place in the world where they have these really ripped kangaroo uh, ma- males. The male kangaroos oh, yeah. are shredded like uh, like Vin Diesel or something. Oh, yeah. The uh, kangaroos are very strong. And um, yeah, maybe that might be one of my questions, too, which is how does a kangaroo even get that strong upper body when he's only doing lower body workouts? Oh, I have another question that I just thought of about asking God. Uh, why, speaking of musculature, why do, why does water, listen, this is something I've noticed. I see a lot of people with their shirts off, a lot of men with their shirts off at the lazy river during my water ministry stuff. And the, the water travels off their back in the exact same way. Like the, like backs were made to channel water. Do you know what I mean? No. Have you ever seen water rippling down a muscular back? Yeah, a man's back. Like, yeah. what's that guy who was in the Olympics who smoked marijuana? Oh, oh Michael Phelps? Yeah, his oh, yeah, back. He was... The water comes off his back. You should have seen Michael Phelps. I mean, oh my goodness. Yeah, the water just going off his back. Amazing. The way that the that men's hair on their back forms perfect rivulets for oh. water to, to go down. I want to know if we were ever designed to live in the water. Oh. Now, Michael Phelps didn't have hair on his back. I'm almost positive. Is that right? No. I think well, maybe he, de- he had it waxed. Oh, definitely, Hallie, if he had any. But, I mean, he was as smooth as a seal. He really Is was. That right? And that's part of the reason. Seals have hair on their backs. Really? Do they? Don't they? Aren't I thought they, that was skin. Oh. Aren't they mammals? Don't they have hair? Wow. Oh. Do all mammals have hair? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So that means whales have hair? Boy, oh, boy. Or wait, is a whale a mammal? That's another weird thing because they have feet bones in their tails, which means they used to live on the land. What? And then they went back into the water. Is, is that in, right? Is this also in the Book of Enoch? I think so. Maybe that's maybe whales are one of the monsters uh, birthed by Lilith and one of these fallen angels. That would make sense. Wow, I've never thought of whales as being covered in hair either, but they look exactly like seals really underwater, you know? And maybe a platypus is from that weird, bizarro creation story where Eve thought she was equal. I guess. And he's like, well, then I think I'm a beaver. I'll just be whatever I want, which is what the teens are saying now today, too. They're like, I'm not a boy. I'm not a girl. You know, like, well, what are you? Maybe you're a platypus. Yeah. What are you? A jar of margarine? (laughs) Chaz Macklin was played by the wonderful Charlie McCracken. Oh, I love him so much. It's his second time back. He was one of our first ever guests. Check out his hilarious work on AP Bio on Peacock and listen to him being hilarious on Hello from the Magic Tavern. Follow him at Charlie the McCracken. 
I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray House was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.